Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful uh, part of your word, rich in Old Testament passage and rich in meaning too. Help us understand it. Uh, help us understand it that we put all our hope and all our faith in the Lord Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Uh, friends, I wonder if you know the story of Hernando Cortes. I think that's how you say it. You may have heard of him. Uh, he's a handsome fellow here. Uh, he was a leader of an expedition from Spain to Mexico. Uh, a mission to invade and seize its treasures. Uh, a mission that began in 1519, a little while ago, uh, with just 11 ships, they say 16 horses, and 600 men. Uh, and anyway, as the legend has it, the mission began, and Cortes crossed the seas, and after months of travel, he and his ships and his horses and his men all landed on the coast of Veracruz in the spring of 1519. And that's where it happened. That's where the thing happened that has made Cortes famous and somewhat misquoted all around the world. Does anyone know what it is? Good, I can tell you. (laughs) Cortes unloaded his men, unloaded his horses, unloaded his cargo, and then he gave the order to sink the ships. Uh, People often talk about burning your bridges. Well, Cortes didn't have bridges, so he went one better. And he sank all of his boats. Why? Well, it's because he wanted his men to know that now that they were here, there was no going back. No matter what came against them, no matter the temptation to run, or, or even just simply to return to their old way of life, This was it for them. This was life now. Their new existence. And now they had to live it. And you know, as we come to our third week in this series on Galatians, I can't help but think that's exactly what Paul wants of us to. He wants us to sink our works-based ships. He wants us to burn our effort-lined bridges. He wants us to know that now we're here trusting Jesus, if you are here as a Christian trusting Jesus, that there's no turning back. And in fact, there's no better way. Now, if you remember the story so far, you remember in in chapter 1 of Galatians, Paul made clear that there's only one message from God about Jesus. Others may uh, claim to be from him. Others may claim to be for your good. But if they don't match this message... They are neither from God nor good for you. Then in the second week we saw why that mattered so much. Why? Well, it's because this is the only there is only one way to be right with God, and this message tells it. And what was that way to be right with God, if you remember last week? Despite what all the world tells us day after day after day, it's not by what you do. That's not the way to be right with God. But it's only by trusting what Jesus has done. That's the only way to be right with God. It's only ever by faith, never by works. As we come to, then as we come to Galatians chapter 3, um, Paul, if you like, tells us why. Paul lays out reason after reason after reason why it must be faith and never works. Reason after reason, if you like, to sink your boats and burn your bridges and keep all your trust in Jesus. And I want to say, if you're anything like me, 
then you'll know how much you need to hear this. You'll know how easy it is to look to yourself instead of looking to him. To rely on yourself instead of relying on him. Uh, You'll know how easy it is to look for something, really anything, other, other than this, other than just faith, to tell you that you and God are okay. Whether it's the the worship on Sunday that makes you feel so good, or the works all through the week that make you feel so right, you'll know how easy it is to try to, if you like, get back in that boat as it sinks to the bottom, to climb back on the bridge even as it burns. See, if you're anything like me, you'll know and you'll need to listen carefully now as Paul lays out three solid reasons why you need to stick only to faith. Let's have a look. Reason one. Reason one, your experience of the Spirit's work in your life. The Spirit who came to you when you heard the gospel and put your faith in Jesus. After all, Paul says, don't you remember how you began? Don't you remember how you became a Christian? How you were convicted and converted and comforted. How your your eyes were opened and your whole life was changed. Don't you remember when you received the Spirit? Because if you do, stick with that. In other words, continue as you began. Um, We have this saying, we say quite a lot in the staff team actually, which is, begin as you wish to go on. In other words, start as you wish to continue. Well, Paul, if you like, takes that same principle and he, and he flips it around. He says, go on as you know you began. Continue as you know you once started. Don't give up on faith. Have a look with me verse 1. Have a look where he says it, verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has hypnotized you? Before you, you, whose, whose eyes Jesus Christ was vividly betrayed as crucified. Oh man, I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by, by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Answer, by hearing with faith. Verse 3, are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are, are you now going to be made complete with the flesh? That was by your own efforts? Answer, Of course not. Verse 4, did you suffer so much for nothing, if in fact it was for nothing? Answer, I hope not. Verse 5, so then does God supply you with the Spirit, work miracles among you by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Answer, by hearing with faith. That's Paul's point, just in case you missed it. That's how you receive the Spirit, he said. That's how God supplies His Spirit, he said. And you're now telling me you want to walk away from that? Are you insane? Or are you so foolish? Of course, what's true for the Galatians is true for us. Um, A lot of us had a great time at camp over the weekend, and at one point I had a great privilege of hearing one of us tell her story about meeting Jesus. A brand new three-week-old Christian. Little shiny baby one. (laughs) Honestly sharing how it all began for her. 
And what did she say? Did she say, well, I've been working hard all my life, doing my best to please God, and just three weeks ago, I realised I'd done it. I'd finally done enough for God to accept me, and suddenly I was just filled with this overwhelming sense of relief. Suddenly life all made sense. I was good enough for God all on my own. No. Of course not, you foolish Galatians. That's not what she said. In fact, that's not what anyone ever says who relies on their own efforts. Just talk to others on campus who do. Now, what does she say? Well, rough paraphrase, as best as I can remember. My good friend asked me to think about Jesus. I resisted, but he was persistent. So I did. We read Luke's Gospel together right here on campus, week after week after week, and I heard about Jesus and who he is and what he's done. I heard about Jesus, that he's a saviour, I'm a sinner. I heard about Jesus and how I need to trust him to make me right with God. And then, just three weeks ago, it happened. It finally clicked. And I put my life in his hands. Or Paul would say, by the power of the Spirit through the words of the Bible, I put my faith in him. And friends, I take it if you're Christian, that's your story too. That's how it happened. Because that's how it always happens. And so like the Galatians, so to you, God says, stay the course. Stick with faith. Continue as you begin by trusting in Jesus and not in yourself. Just like your father, Abraham. Now, I don't know if you uh, grew up uh, going to Australian, in an Australian Christian home or going to Australian Christian Sunday school, but if you did, I'm guessing at some stage you were subjected to and forced to sing the Father Abraham song. Now, I don't know if you know it, but basically, don't. basically it's a Christianized version of the Hokey Pokey. Uh, and it goes a little like this. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I'm one of them. And so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. And then basically what you do is... No, 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 no. <laughs> That's where it ends. But basically what you do is what he was trying to do. And you thrust various body parts in and you shake them all about. And you roll around laughing and feeling kind of dorky. Anyway, the reason I tell you this uh, is not just to make some of you cringe. And I could see some of you cringing. And not just to confuse others of you. And yes, it's confusing. But because, you see, this is Paul's second reason. His second reason to stick with faith and not works. Why? Well, because of your connection to Abraham's blessing. Because by faith, you are actually a child of Abraham. And by faith, you are connected to the blessings promised through him. And so whatever you do, he says, don't let go of that. You see, it might just have been that the imposters who had come to the Galatians insisting they needed more and that faith in Jesus wasn't enough. It just may have been that they were saying to the Galatians that if you want to be like Abraham, and with Abraham, and more importantly, if you want all those blessings that are promised through Abraham, then you better come to us. And you better live how we live. And and, and while you're there, you'll need to do this, and you'll need to do this, and you'll need to do this. So you're going to need to add to your faith with all kinds of work and effort and achievement and performance, but... In response, Paul says, no, 
nine. And this is a stress because I meant to check it. May men. How do you say no in Chinese in, in Mandarin? Anyone? Someone who's Mandarin say no. In what context? Yeah, various oh. contexts. Hey, say again. Go for it. Hey! I got it right. Ish. If you want to be like Abraham and with Abraham, if you want to be connected to the blessings that come through him, what do you need to do, Paul asks? Nothing. Nothing except trust in God. Just like Abraham did. Have a look, verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness then understand those who have faith like Abraham are Abraham's sons see it turns out that wretched song was right (laughs) Abraham did have many sons many sons did have father Abraham I am one of them Paul says and so are you if And only if you follow the pattern Abraham set. The pattern of trusting God and not yourself. And please, Paul goes on, please don't think for a second that Abraham was somehow one-off or a rare exception, as as if it's wrong to make him the always and forever pattern of what it means to be right with God. After all, did you see there verse 8? Did you see it's not just pattern but promise? God promised to Abraham and through Abraham that just as he'd done for him through faith, so through faith he would also do for everyone else. For for the Gentiles, it says. For the nations, that is, the Galatians and the Deaconians. (laughs) See, to borrow the words of pop icon George Michael, if you want to be connected to the blessings through Abraham, you, you've got to have faith, the faith, the faith. Ah. I'm sorry, it's about 30 years old. If you want to borrow Billy Joel, and this is just as old, it, it's always been a matter of trust. Just insight into my CD collection. But you see, that's Paul's point. Right back 4,000 years ago in Genesis 12, where this is writing from, God promised that the way to be blessed along with Abraham the way to be made right with God just like Abraham was always and only ever going to be by trusting in him and not ourselves. We might remove those from the screen. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or as one great hymn writer put it, I'm slightly better than the last we just saw, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to your cross I cling. Naked come for you to you for dress. Helpless come to you for grace. Stained by sin to you I cry. Wash me, Saviour, or I die. And you see, Paul says, that's Abraham. And that was you, if you were a Christian. So don't walk away from this now. And then finally, and really most importantly, don't walk away from him. From him who redeemed you by being cursed for you. See, the third reason Paul gives for sticking with faith without adding works is that your redemption is your redemption from the curse of the law by Christ cursed for us. 
your redemption from the curse of the law by Christ cursed for us. Now you might have noticed as we read it through, if you were paying lots and lots of attention, that from this point of the argument, Paul really starts to turn the screws. Uh, So far he's pointed to their experience, their experience of the Spirit, and he's pointed back to Abraham as the model of faith, and now he points to Christ. So the same thing, both those things point to themselves. And as he does, you notice, he just loads it up with all kind of Old Testament quotes. That's all the bold bits in your text there. You see, very likely those imposters who are trying to convince that there's more you need than Jesus and more than you need than faith in him, very likely they were quoting and misquoting, as imposters always do, from the scriptures. And so I kind of imagine that at this point, Paul just sort of cracks his knuckles and sort of flexes his neck, and like some sort of gun-toting, maybe Bible-toting Western character says, you want to do some Old Testament quoting? I'll show you Old Testament quoting. (laughs) And that's what he does. And as he does, I wonder, did you notice that what he sets up are the two ways to live? Special shout-out at this point, you'll be doing the course in the next hour by that name. You see, first there's the law works cursing way Paul says the way that no one can achieve and no one can fulfill and always leads to hell and then there's the promise faith blessing way Paul says the way which because of what Christ has done in our place always leads to being made right with God and so for crying out loud Paul says Or for uh, Pete's sake, Paul says. Someone said to me on Campo, I think it was hilarious and probably the first time I'd heard it. For Pete's sake, (laughs) choose blessing over cursing. Choose promise over law. Choose faith over works if you want to be right with God. Pick it up there, verse 10. Have a look, verse 10. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. Why? Because it's written. Everyone who does not continue doing everything written in the book of the law is cursed. You see, that's what that way is like, Paul says. And that's what that way requires, Paul says. And that's where that way ends, Paul says. It requires, did you notice, constant perfection all the time and so if you slip or if you stumble even once and you will that way sends you straight to hell that's what that way is like Paul says and so here's the tip Paul says don't choose that way especially when there is another way A way that doesn't depend on you and your performance, but instead only depends on God and his promise. And how do you get on that way? Well, surprise, surprise, in this chapter, you do it by faith. You do it by trusting him. By trusting the one who, with his own life, redeemed you from that first way. Who freed you from both the awful treadmill of trying to live up to some imagined expectations and who also frees you of the terrible end that brings. How did he do it? He did it 
by taking your curse, by facing your hell, by paying your debt, by wearing your punishment in your place. Like some great umbrella that stands over you. So he shields you from everything you would otherwise deserve. Like some great lightning rod that attracts all the lightning to himself. So he stands above you and attracts all God's anger to himself if you'll trust in him. Have a look verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Because it's written, everyone who's hung on a tree is cursed. In the world we live, of course, there are all sorts of signs. Signs that say stop and signs that say go. Some signs that say buy and others that say sell. But in the Old Testament, there was one sign that announced to the world that someone was cursed by God. What was that? It was their body hung on a tree. That was the sign, the announcement, the declaration that that one, that one there, they have been cursed by God. And so you see, in Old Testament thought, that's what the cross of Jesus did. It declared to the world that that one, that one there, he has been cursed by God. And he was, Paul says, for you. So you would never have to be cursed like you deserve, cursed like he was. And that's why, Paul says, you really need to trust in him and only in him. See, that's why faith is what you need, Paul says. And what's more, faith is all you need. After all, do you remember, it's all summed up there in verse 14. It's a summary of the whole chapter in many ways. That's how the Spirit comes. That's what connects us to the blessings of Abraham. That's how you were redeemed by Jesus from the curse you deserved. And friends, the law can't change that. The law can't improve that. The law doesn't offer you or anyone else a second or other way. That's what Paul will say in that last little paragraph. After all, he'll say the promise came first. The promise to Abraham predated the law to Moses by almost 500 years. And besides, when that promise was given in the first place, it was all about Jesus, the seed. From the very beginning, it's always, always been all about Jesus who you need to put your faith in. See, if the law does something, it does something else. Something other than help you be right with God. But to find out what that is, you have to come back next week. Dan teaches Galatians chapter 4. I think that's called in-show advertising. Anyway. But for now, Paul just wants you to sink your workspace boats once and for all to burn your effort line bridges once and for all and whenever you're tempted to do something different to tell yourself this again whenever you're tempted to look to your worship or look to your works to make you right with God to look at this again and to put all your trust in Jesus let's pray that we will let's pray
And Heavenly Father, we do thank you so very, very much for your needed, timely and wonderful word. Thanks for showing us again that it's all about faith and not works. Thank you for showing us the evidence of how we began in hearing the gospel with faith. Thank you for reminding us that by faith we're connected to the wonderful, wonderful blessings promised through Abraham. And thank you most of all and always for the Lord Jesus Christ who was cursed in our place so we would never have to be if only we will trust in him. It's in his name we pray. Amen.